Do you ever feel that there is more to life than what you're experiencing, but don't know how to get there? At the heart of each of us is a desire to find meaning and purpose. However, many of us don't know where to begin. Welcome to the Transform Your Life podcast. I'm your host, Steve Chua. And I'm Pete Cofarcio. This show will teach you to be confident in your identity and embrace powerful mindsets so that you can fulfill your destiny and life purpose. We're excited to take you on a journey to transform your life so that you can transform your world. Welcome, everybody, to the Transform Your Life podcast. I'm Coach Steve. And I'm Coach Pete. Hey, Pete. Oh, did I hear a little croak in your voice? Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I, you know, got a cold. It's one of those things, it sounds worse than it is. Uh, um, okay. So I'm just, you know, just have to put up with it on this episode. And So you weren't, you weren't shouting too much during Super Bowl or something, you know? Uh, no, no, no. But <laughs> well, uh, hey, see, one thing that was cool was yeah. uh, I do my year-end planning at the end of January. And by, by the time this airs, I'm sure it's going to be well into into February, but I don't do it at the end of December because most of my clients are doing it and I need to be there for them. And so I do it at the end of January going into February. And I just reviewed my previous year. Hint, hint, if you haven't done your annual planning, you should do that. <laughs> right. And it was amazing. I mean, it was really, really good to recall all the things I had accomplished that mm -hmm. I kind of blew past, you know, pat yourself on the back there a little bit. And then the other thing that was really cool, there was a few things that I had set out as like just desires that I was hoping and they all lined up, you know, some That's of them so I didn't even try to make happen. They just That's came so as like divine answers. So I was I like thankful that. for that. I think that the whole exercise of being able to what I call review and preview is so important because it keeps us on track, but it also encourages us. You know, I, I did the same thing. Uh, same with you. I looked at what I wrote back a year previous and just, wow, all the different things that, that actually came about and, and also just an encouragement. We set our hearts in the right way. So that's that's so cool. That's and so it, cool. it helps to be specific. It mm -hmm. takes a little more courage. Like if you stay vague, like, okay, this might happen. But if you're really specific, that's how you'll know you actually yeah. uh, actually happened. So yeah, yeah, that's so good. That's so good. Well, Steve, what's the transformation tip this week? Well, this week's transformation tip, I love this, actually. It made me feel all warm and fuzzy. Um, it's from somebody called Lawrence J. His quote was this. Empathy is like giving someone a psychological hug. Okay. Mm. Empathy is like giving someone a psychological hug. And, and, you know, that's a great segue into what we're going to be talking about today. Cause as you know, we want to be encouraging strengths. And so we're going to be talking about empathy. Take us yeah. in Pete. Yeah. So this whole season, we're going to be covering the different talents that are listed in the Gallup Clifton strengths assessment. We'll use that as a launching pad. We're not going to totally stay on script here, but the whole purpose here is to help you gain self-awareness on how you're wired so you can make the best impact, maybe uncover some of your blind spots you might have, but also recognizing the other talents and other people around you, right? So you can be aware of others as well. Growing in your emotional intelligence, that is a real key so you can transform your world. And actually, even in the last number of podcasts that we've done on this, Pete, uh, there have been some things went, hmm, it's helped me see things in a fresh light. Also helped me articulate some of those blind spots that sometimes I, I've seen in myself, but also, also as a as a coach, sometimes I see that in, in others. So I've really enjoyed doing this podcast so far with you, Pete. It's been a lot of fun. 
Yeah, so I'm having fun with it too. There are 34 different talents. So we're going to be going through a lot of these. And sometimes it's helpful to just slice them nice and thin and really <laughs> isolate them. Some of them cross over and they handshake with other talents, but we're going to look at these in isolation. And we're currently in a series on the relational talents, the relationship building talents. And today uh, we're going to talk about the talent of empathy. Now it's a little different from the quality of being empathetic or practicing empathy. Everyone can be empathetic. Everyone should be empathetic. If you're not empathetic, we want to encourage you to work on that. This yes. is something anyone can build that up. However, if you have the special talent that's naturally occurring, somebody with the empathy talent, it gives them the intuitive sense of the emotions of the individuals and the groups around them. Like It's more of a sensing than a thinking thing. And it allows them to easily imagine themselves and feel what it's like to be in someone else's life or situation. Yeah. So, for example, if you find yourself in a group setting and people are talking and you're immediately feeling, oh, I know what they're thinking about this, or I know how they're feeling about this, or don't say it that way, or whatever it meant, that's usually highlighting, hey, I think there's an empathy talent that, that needs to, to be recognized and you need to become self-aware of. Say you just sit down with some, and this, listen, you, this, this could be with strangers. I mm -hmm. ride public transportation all the time. You can sit down with next to somebody and start to pick up on their vibe. So, you know, some people mm -hmm. call it their vibe or their emotional state. And you might start feeling like you're experiencing yourself. It, it can be that strong. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so again, we all want to be practicing the, the, the practice of empathy, but we're going to look a little more tightly in the, actual talent where you have that sensing ability and pick up on other people. It's like the spidey sense that, you know, that we're yeah, Spider-Man yeah, fans. It's like that. I get that tingling feeling. I know. Or it's just that it's that it's just that knowing that you know what people are feeling or people are sensing. It's it's that. so so how does that talent work? So the first thing, like we said, it's it's intuitive, but you can usually perceive people's emotions. And by the way, not completely. It's just you you feel like something's going on there even before it's expressed. So they might not have to say anything. You don't even necessarily have to read their face, but you're probably going to be in tune with that. And you're going to experience other people's feelings and emotions as if they were your own. So that's the first quality. And then second, this is instinctive. Okay. It's powerful. Okay. Your instinctive ability to understand is powerful. You have that felt sense of uh, other people's unvoiced thoughts and feelings what that does is it also, it lets you kind of stay a step ahead of things so you can anticipate when someone's needs are going to be. Those type of talents are so important because actually it can bring a lot of security into a room. It can also set the environment. If, it, if it's given permission, it can actually That's set the, the context yes. and the environment for healthy dialogue discussion to take place. This strength is really important. Yeah. See, I've been in boardroom discussions where someone high in empathy is trying to do their thing and it gets squashed because I'm like, oh no, stay on point. And I'm like, dude, you're missing something. This is important <laughs> because it getting people safe and, and, and feeling like, you know, I hear you, I see you. That's what actually leads to a lot more creativity and a lot better decision-making so they are an important part of that, but it it doesn't always manifest as like logic or strategy. Well, it, it's the dynamic between function versus relationship. 
sometimes we get so caught up in the function, the doing, the outcomes and everything that we don't always understand the way those outcomes or strategies uh, affect people. And people have not just, they're not just doers, they're feelers. And that's where, you know, when an empathetic or an empath or whatever you like to call it comes yeah, into yeah. the room, they can immediately help translate and bridge what's happening functionally and create a, an environment for those on a relational level who might be missing it because it's they're, they're either misunderstanding the communication or they're feeling used by the communication or whatever it might be. And so, yeah, if you have this, this is fantastic. And if you don't have this talent, it's really helpful to start to recognize the people in your family or on your teams who do have this. Okay. It's actually, it's a little more common in the general population than some of the other talents, but learn to recognize that, learn to value it because they really can bring a lot. Another, another quality that it carries is like, like I might grapple for words to help to what's the right thing to say in this situation. Somebody's like down or they're upset about something. I don't know. I avoid those things sometimes because I don't Mm -hmm. know what to say. Somebody strong in empathy oftentimes will have the right words yeah. or they can help that person who's struggling come up with the right words mm-hmm. in order to give, to verbalize their feelings. My sister-in-law, shout out to Margie, Margie Kvarsho, you're awesome. She is, she's amazing. She's a, a teacher, super empathetic. And um, just this past fall, when my parents passed, you know, you're at the, the grave site is one of, that's the hard ritual to go through. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. the sense of finality. And I was just, I knew I just needed to cry. I made a beeline for Margie because I knew she was going to just identify with me. That empathy was going to be there. I was going to get that psychological hug mm-hmm. that we talked about. And and it, I needed it, you know, and I just yeah. cried for a bit. And she, and I just knew I could stay there as long as I needed to. It didn't yep. last super long. But <laughs> yeah, I value people with empathy for sure. Actually, as a coach, you know, with a lot of my clients, there are a lot of people who don't know how to articulate their feelings. Okay, they're, they're kind of stuck. Sure. When you have empathy and that people are trying to describe how they feel or whatever, you almost immediately, like you said, can help them. Or you can actually pick up and then, like you said, create a definition around it. I often say if you can articulate something, all of a sudden everything becomes clearer. Okay. And in, in empathy... That ability, like your sister-in-law, I think you said, Margie, she's able to articulate something that then the moment it's spoken, everybody goes, that's it. Mm-hmm. And it's that sense of peace or that sense of understanding or that sense of the aha moment that that happens that can then just bring everybody back to a sense of order or take the chaos out of all the confusion out of situations. So, so that gift of empathy to be able to verbalize, to articulate feelings, just it's dynamite. It's it's amazing. Okay. Well, Steve, that is how empathy works. But let's look at the other side of this. If you have the empathy talent, how do you manage it so you can be really effective? The one intrinsic need that's really important if you carry the empathy talent is you need to be in an emotionally healthy environment and you need to have good boundaries, mm. relational boundaries with people. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's some, you know, we're talking about greatest strength, greatest weakness, right? When you have a very strong empathy, for example, you can get very offended by others 
or actually take on the offense of others. Exactly. I've seen yeah. that happen a lot. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so what happens is that you uh you 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 can actually create because of that, you can actually be part of creating an unhealthy environment. Okay. So it's almost like you stop being the voice for the oppressed or whatever it might be, but actually it's not the right place to do it. Especially in a, in a business realm where you've got to move forward with vision and business, you're so caught up in the weeds of feelings, you forget there is a function that needs to take place. Right. And then the other thing too, that and this this next point I'm going to make, Steve, usually hits an empath younger in their younger adult years because they they learn the hard way. But if you don't maintain a good sense of boundaries, you're actually going to invite abusers will 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 notice that. And they'll actually naturally drift towards you to take advantage of you because mm. they see you as easy prey. You feel deeply and you connect really fast, you know, with people's emotions. And so learning boundaries like, hey, you know what? That's enough. You know, I, I'm living my life. You're living your life. I can't live your life for you. And setting those boundaries is an important thing and to manage this talent effectively. No, it's it's right because boundaries, it's like you're growing in this talent and you haven't quite fully understood its potential. It's like almost you have a need to be needed. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It can turn codependent pretty and quickly. And it co yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Because you feel so deeply, you can connect so deeply. Right. And then the next thing, I, I made this mistake early on. I, I had what I call a savior mentality. I thought I could mm -hmm. save people and I, I would feel them and I said, oh, I can help them. I can help. But they actually weren't inviting me. So, one, I was crossing a boundary. And two, I lost my boundaries, okay, because I was going the extra two, three, four, five, six, ten miles. Okay, next thing is running a marathon, right, with somebody that I wasn't supposed to, okay, and it yeah. becomes really draining. Well, really and draining. yeah, and see, we talked in the in a previous season about, I say, monitor your grace. Like, if it's not your problem, you actually don't have the grace to deal with it. Um, mm. You can show empathy, you can show kindness, you can help someone understand it, but ultimately they have to work it out. You can't work out other people's problems for them, even though you want to, you might feel for them, but that's going to exhaust you. Well, it's that feeling that you want something more for someone than they want for themselves. Yeah. Yeah. We're right? talking about that with developer. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And, uh, and again, this, this is where the empathy talent has to be so well managed. Okay. Because, you know, you can easily cross that line. You know, speaking of a developer, Steve, um, just I have these uh, additional materials around um, strengths. And if someone has empathy in their top five, the other talent they're most likely to have in their top five is actually developer. Oh, really? So these <laughs> these often like and when that happens, they magnify each other. Mm. So you'll feel for someone and you'll see their potential and you'll want to help grow them. So that's awesome. Yeah. So the other the other thing about empathy is Sometimes this is called the Velcro talent, because not only can you sense people's emotions, they actually kind of stick to you as well. And uh, we want, yeah, we want you to be aware of this because it can stick to you so much that you wind up, if you're not careful and if you're not discerning, you'll wind up thinking it's you experiencing this. Say it's, I don't know, frustration. You run into somebody and like, man, I'm feeling really frustrated to wait a minute. No, I've got nothing to be frustrated about. I picked it up from that other person. And so a practical management tool on that is like at the end of a work day or whatever, you know, wherever you need, take some time aside by yourself, regroup, get your energy back because it can be draining and just go through and pull that stuff back off of you, you know, rip, yeah. <laughs> rip the Velcro off. No, I call it burden bearing. 
Okay, it's like you're taking on the burdens of others. Mm, mm, mm. Okay, uh-huh. it's like if you imagine a sack, people share all the stuff and you keep putting it into your own sack, okay? And it's not your stuff. It's somebody else's stuff. I remember when, back in with my mid-20s, early 30s, I was, uh, as a counselor, I would come home feeling the weight of everybody's problems. You then take that home with you to your family. That's not a healthy thing. And you're, yeah, and you're drained. So you yeah. don't really have much to, to give. And, 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 and they want your, and your family want you, right? My wife <laughs> says, I've had fun all day with my kids, you know, and, and you're kind of done. And, and what I, I love what you just said there, it, it unstick it, take that Velcro off, right? Lift off that burden, just be able to begin to recognize that this is not my stuff. Okay, this is not what I have to carry. I might be part of the solution and I want to be able to help, but this is not something that I have to carry. They have to sort that part out themselves. So don't burden bear. Okay, and then the other pitfall with empathy is you're so sensitive and you can do this like so easily and so naturally, but not everybody wants you to do that. Okay, it's not always invited. And for somebody who's a little bit more private or you just don't know them that well, it can make them feel like you're prying. This is another boundaries issue. Mm-hmm. Like don't overstep. Somebody just might want to feel their feelings to themselves. They might not need you to just jump in. And I, I, I call this like smothering by mothering. <laughs> and, you know, I don't mean to say only women do this, but I just oh, have be this. Careful, extra, be careful. I know, I know I'm not, I'm not. But when it shows up as like, a mother who just wants to put their arms around you. I mean, to me, if I'm not in the mood for it, it's like really, really annoying. Like, stop. I didn't mm-hmm. ask you to do this. I don't need you to solve. And I don't need to even feel better about it. I just need to work through this. Like, yeah. and, you know, like, I appreciate what you're trying to do, but no, not right now. There's times I need it, but, you know, I I, I need to be the one who lets that in or not. And don't just automatically jump on this and try to hug me. Remember, the gift of empathy can sense the rum, but it doesn't mean you have to act on it all the time. Ooh, that's good. That is okay. a really, really good point, Steve. So there's that dividing line between discerning what needs to happen and then choosing how to act. Absolutely. And yeah. and 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 because you can sense what's happening, I talked about the savior mentality just now. You don't have to be that savior, but you just have to be aware. Because like you said, not everybody's asking you to fix it. Okay, some people themselves need to process it they have to work i think it out. we just i think we just hit on something really key here steve yeah a lot of these talents like it because it's you and it's so innate and uh, like some of them intuitive it's just it's all one action but actually there's two actions there the first is picking up what needs to happen and second is deciding what to do about it and getting that you know maturing in that so you can make the decision is really key that's awesome well, and i think one of the first steps for any empath Okay, mm-hmm. because you already sense it, is that you want to act, but the first thing you need to do is listen. Take time to listen before acting. If you let your empathy go uh, unbridled, you start raising emotions that don't necessarily have to be brought up in that moment. Does that mm-hmm. make sense? Sometimes you play the long game, okay? Not always the immediate quick fix. Sometimes in relationships, it takes time to make connection and trust. If trust isn't there, your empathy doesn't work. Don't push your empathy. Take time to listen, build connections so that people feel understood, because that's the gift of empathy. It's to help people feel understood and people feel recognized and feel less safe in that. Okay. So, so that boundaries area is so important. Yeah. Take it from a professional counselor, Steve Chua. I just felt like I felt like I was getting um, 
<laughs> counselor education there, Steve. Seriously, and I'm you you you're so qualified. So take it take it from Steve. It's about time for us to move into our transformation application. So we're going to give a two-parter for this. And the first one is um, if you don't naturally have empathy, okay? So this is for you. If you heard this and you're like, man, that's not me. Well, you can still be empathetic. And so our transformation application is before you talk, imagine what it's like in the other person's shoes. So this is what we want to do practically this week. If you are about to give instruction to someone or give direction, before you do that, stop, think about where they're at, what it's like in their shoes, and then allow that to possibly alter the way you deliver that message to them. So try to try to catch yourself and try to practice that. Okay. And if you do have empathy, we talked about burden bearing. Are you a burden bearer? Do you have that Velcro? Uh, what did you call it? The Velcro talent. Okay. Mm-hmm. If you do, just... Make it a practice at the end of your day if, or the end of that moment that somebody's kind of dumped a whole lot of their feelings or whatever to you, just to remind yourself, this is not my issue. And be able to separate what's theirs and what's yours. Does that make sense? And then just, if you like, just see yourself pulling it off like that Velcro ball. Pull that Velcro ball, put it away, or take that burden sack and put it to one side and say, I'm going home. Uh, with clear, uh, healthy mindsets. All right. Okay. So that covers everybody. <laughs> if you have empathy, <laughs> you can do that. And if you don't, try something else. All right, Steve. Well, this was a fun episode. And yeah, look forward to doing some others. But on behalf of Steve and myself, transform your life so <laughs> that you can transform your world. I'm feeling you, my friend. I'm feeling uh, you. Yeah. That's empathy. All okay. Take care, okay. everybody. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Transform Your Life podcast. We'll be releasing a new episode every Monday, so we hope you'll continue to tune in. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe, rate, and review the show on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. Your review helps the show to reach more people around the world. If you're looking for coaching or more resources, follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn, or our Instagram page, From the Insight Out. If you want to connect with me, Pete Cafarcio, go to PeteCoaching.com. And if you want to connect with me, Steve Chua, go to SteveChuaintl.com. Remember, we want to help you transform your life so that you can transform your world. Have an awesome week, everyone.